Hi, I'm Malcolm Nichols. And I'm Richard Ayling. And this is Man Reimagined, a podcast where we, as men, attempt to reimagine ourselves in the 21st century. How can we respond to the big questions that we're facing, both within ourselves and within society, and make sense of this ever-changing world? We don't have all the answers, but we do want to create a conversation. So join us moving forward as a man reimagined. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Man Reimagined where today we are welcoming a special guest to help us, myself and Malcolm, uh, grow a little bit, learn a little bit and just try to make sense of this ever-changing world and today it's in the context of uh, Me Too and violence towards women. In our previous podcast Malcolm and I uh, tried to make sense of what's been happening in, in the news lately and uh, we found that we had more questions than answers, which is uh, a healthy place to start from. And it's high time that we invite someone else on to help us do that. And so, hi, Malcolm, but more importantly, please welcome and say hello to uh, Karina Guthrie. Hi. Hey, you guys, how are you? G'day, Karina, lovely to have you on board. And g'day, Richie, it's, uh, that was a great introduction. Thank you for kicking us off. You're very welcome. So let's like not talk too much ourselves today, but kind of hand it over. And I guess I really would love to ask you, Karina, how you're feeling in this kind of current environment uh, of everything that's going on in the news at the moment. You know, we've had International Women's Day recently. We've had um, this tragic murder of uh, Sarah Everett in, in the United Kingdom, which has, you know, sparked... Uh, a lot of conversation around violence towards women, how women feeling and, and you know, how unsafe they're feeling and a lot of general silence as ever from men. So I just want to start off by asking you, you know, how you're feeling in this current context, how you're responding to it. Um, I think how I'm feeling, and I'm not sure that this is actually a feeling, but uh, is not surprised. Uh, none of what I have seen coming out on the, the news uh, recently, be that in the UK or, you know, the US or even some, some interesting news on this topic that's come out of Australia recently, has surprised me. Um, I guess the thing that is uh, a positive, if you want to call it that, of, of what is coming out is that it is coming out now. Uh, I think the the culture around this for such a, a long time has been one of suppression and one of secrecy. And so I feel like although seeing all of the things that are in the news at the, at the moment are quite horrific, I'm glad that we actually get to see it. Wow, thank you. I mean, I just want to pick up on this idea of, of suppression and secrecy, um, because I'm going to hold my hands up in the air immediately and say, wow, really? Like, can you help us understand or help me understand um, what you mean by suppression and, and secrecy? Because that's, um, that's, a, that's a blind spot for me. I just really mean if you think of uh, institutional cultures, for example, in the police force or in politics or maybe in the corporate world or whatever, if there's misconduct that happens or, you know, uh, assault or harassment or, you know, whatever it is, uh, most of the time an organisation will seek to protect itself from negative press or something like that, you know, or at a university or, or that kind of thing. So rather than a commitment to getting to the bottom of an issue and pulling it out by the root and changing culture, because that might be bad PR for, for whoever it is, there's the tendency to try and, uh, air quotes here uh, deal with something internally and so maybe those issues never see the light of day so the fact that they're seeing the light of day um, is is positive and I guess that's what I mean by suppression yeah no I, I completely understand that and uh, you're right we, we see that a lot like and thanks to social media you know for all it's kind of you know the pluses and, and negatives about it you know it, it does mean the information is, is put out there and conversations and opinions and ideas can be had um and, it, it, and they come out very very 
strongly when an incident or a statistic or something you know, like this happens. I mean, Harvey Weinstein was the, the clear example a couple of years back. Um, and now this murder of Sarah Everett and, and other things like these lead to a, a kind of like a real outpouring of emotion and strong calls for change, maybe even a movement. But since Me Too, like, what do you feel has actually uh, changed, you know, in, in this conversation or in the way that men and women are, are treating each other, um, or sorry, like how men are treating women, especially in the context of violence, like what's changed for you? What, what do you see is different? What's been a consequence uh, of this Me Too movement so far? Uh, I think probably the, the changes and the consequences are, are, are different in different sectors and for different portions of, the, of society and, and that kind of thing. So um, for me, I think probably the biggest change has been conversations like this. You know, I think, you know, businesses and, and that kind of thing are, are seeking to be more transparent and more proactive about the way that they deal with issues that might arise. But I think that, uh, I don't think anything has changed in the sense that it's been resolved. I think it's changed in the sense that now we have this big open uh, space to have messy conversations. And I think those conversations are important and I think they're being had. Nice. Mal, do you want to jump in here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just, you know, not, I know this is kind of early on in the conversation, but even just talking about this, I mean, what I'm hearing is that there's, you know, there's the conversation, or at least we've started to, to have a conversation and bring stuff out in the open. But if you, if you could make, if, if you could start to ask, make some requests of men, for example, or, or make, and, 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 you know, what kind of changes would you like to see us even just like start right from the, just, just the first little steps or, you know, what would be your, your things that you would ask of, of, of us to do and how, and, you know, and be really? Yeah, that's a, a tricky question, I think. And, you know, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for, for all women and other women might have a more decisive answer uh, than me. I think, um, you know, when these conversations are had, it's really easy to be like, well, that's not me. And, you know, I think this, what's interesting about this moment in time is that we can have this conversation about uh, relationships between men and women and those power dynamics and that kind of thing. But simultaneously, we have these conversations happening uh, when we talk about racial relationships or um, you know transgender communities or you know all of all of this kind of thing and it's the same conversation it's about these these power dynamics and and so it's really interesting when you're on the receiving end of feedback that feels like it may not apply directly to you, that comes with a lot of emotional voltage that causes you to feel defensive. It's really easy to take a, you know, a defensive stance in those conversations. And uh, I kind of feel like the healthy thing now is to problem solve collaboratively rather than, uh, lay blame over and over and, and over again you know like you feel defensive then I feel defensive then I defend so you defend and, and all of that kind of thing and so um, I just think uh, a willingness to have messy conversations and difficult conversations and a willingness to ask questions with the view to hearing and understanding I actually feel like that is really valuable yeah yeah i hear you and and it's really good I, and as you were just saying that there was you know this bit about the you know that's not me and the and the speaking as a man in, in this situation you know it's, it's very easy for me to say well look that's not me i'm not i'm not that perpetrator i don't i don't do that stuff um but, uh, you know, what, I was having a conversation to, with uh, another man yesterday about all this stuff. And, and one of his thoughts was, you know, he, he was saying, well, why, why do I have to, 
why do I have to suffer the consequences? Why do I have to make changes when it's when it's not me? And I think one of the one of the big things that came out for me, and I, I'm kind of answering my own question to you, but because you know I've given this a lot of thought since we, you and Richie and you and I had our chat the other week, it's it kind of feels like you know, if it's not me to take responsibility, who will, you know what I mean? And I, and I think um, I had, you know, at some point, some, someone in some group have to stand up and go, I'm going to, I'm going to take responsibility for this. Cause even though, even though I might not be directly creating and perpetrating some of this stuff, I, I am, I am involved in it, you know, at all times, like, I, I, I realized even just um, having a, a conversation with, you know, I've been on this course this last week and I noticed this, just how much bigger I was than the, the woman on the course. And there were, there were three guys and three women and the, and the women were, were of smaller stature. And, and I noticed in the conversations just how really easy it was for that power dynamic to play itself out. And, and uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I think there's a willingness to have a conversation, but there's also, I think at some point we, uh, as with all this stuff, like the racial injustice and, and all these other things that you're talking about, you know, I mean, it's like you, Richie and I, as, as, as men have to, we, we have to actually start taking the responsibility for that. And, yeah, and, and I don't actually think, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I think that that actually is the tough one of the tough answers, tough tough answers to this question. That that's a personal reflection that I've been having recently. You know, something that uh, two things came up for me when I was um, just listening to you. Then one is uh, what responsibility means, right. because I think you know if somebody says to you, "Take responsibility," there are a couple of different ways that you can interpret that. And one is, and this is what, you know, might make a person feel defensive, is if you feel like taking responsibility means that you have to take responsibility for the um, actions of other men that may not have been great and may not align with your own values, then I can understand why you might feel resistance to that, because I might feel resistance to that too. If you think about responsibility as like, I take responsibility for what I choose to do about this now, that's a different sort of responsibility. That's when you get yeah. to be an active participant in shaping the conversation and the, the, what, what this looks like going forward. It doesn't mean mm. that you're being asked to take on board the shame and blame and guilt for the actions of other men. It's being, asking you to be active in your positive contribution in this space. The other thing that um, I was thinking about was uh, I watched a conversation or it was just a, a snippet of a conversation that was actually about uh, Black Lives Matter recently. And it, uh, the snippet was actually about this, this issue of responsibility in, in that space. And this, uh, the woman who was speaking said, you know, she gets asked by people, uh, how long do I have to bear the burden of the responsibility for the actions of people that came before me that I didn't contribute to? And her answer was, for as long as I, as a black woman, have to bear the burden for the, the, the actions of people who created the society that I am now, you know, uh, suppressed by, so for as long as I'm still suppressed by a society that was created by people that came before you and I, you have to bear the, the responsibility for changing that society until I no longer feel that experience, that suppression. And she explained it much more eloquently than me, but I thought that was uh, a really interesting perspective in, in that context and also this one. Uh, well, I, in terms of eloquence, I think you, uh, you nailed it in my book anyway. I mean, both of your points were were bang on and, and, and the way that you talked about responsibilities is exactly what I, I guess I've been I've been beginning to think and feel and and share and and I also think you're exactly right about the 
that burden of well i'm about to say burden of responsibility but you know the yeah yeah that you know it is it is our choice to heal it and i just i i always can't just can't help but think about having a five-year-old daughter you know every single time you know the the what's propelling me in this conversation is her and and um and wanting her to feel like the men in her life are uh, you know that she's safe, that she that she's really safe around men, and and um, yeah. So what you've just said, that just uh, that that was so beautiful to hear. It made so much sense and encapsulated it so beautifully. Thanks. <laughs> I'll jump in here. Actually, um, I'd love to speak to um, blind spots. And, and, you know, here's where we, you can hopefully, and again, no pressure to speak for, you know, even yourself, yet alone or women in this, if, if it's not something that you think you can. But the question is, you know, what are our blind spots as men? Um, and I'm inspired to share like a couple of the sort of very powerful, uh, like, say, memes or, or, you know, Twitter kind of posts that have come into my field and, and several times, meaning they're quite powerful at the moment. One was um, a woman had written a meme where it was like, man says, okay, because of this Me Too movement, I find it really difficult to talk to women now, you know, like poor man type thing. And, and she's like, yeah, so I've been like leaving my house with my keys between my fingers, you know, in self-defense, like since I was 10, but please continue. And it was like, oof, ouch, you know, but it was, there's, there's, there's something there that it struck me that we're, we're not aware of, basic safety issues like like you are and but th this is something that's um that's, that's 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 becoming more and more clear um but on a daily basis what are our blind spots in how uh these power dynamics might look that what are the behavioral traits that we might display that can make you just go oh god damn it that we are conscious or perhaps unconscious of you know like you mentioned malcolm mentioned this sort of power dynamic unconscious i'm sure between just the, the size of two people how that might affect something but what do you notice that is clearly just again i'm, I'm guessing suppressed in the just like okay this is just how it is but you know builds that frustration that we might be able to be, become more aware of and, and take responsibility for knowing well, okay this is what we need to do differently do you see what i mean yeah on the safety this the safety point you know if uh and i had this conversation uh recently uh with somebody you know you can think of uh say harassment of of women where a guy is handsy or grabby in a nightclub or something like that and you can also think of examples in that same nightclub where women would be handsy or grabby with men. So what's the difference? Because on the surface, they're exactly the same. And so why do women get to be in, you know, outraged about that and not men, which is a, a really interesting question. Mm. And I think probably the difference in that situation is that if a woman is handsy or grabby with a man, uh, or inappropriate or whatever it is, there's no existential threat probably for that man in that moment. He's, he might be annoyed, he might be frustrated, he might be whatever, but there isn't like a physical immediate threat that might develop there. He can handle himself. If you uh, put the shoe on the other foot and a, and a guy is handsy or grabby with a woman and she says no, her mind will immediately go to, am I in danger in this situation if I say no? Am I in a situation that physically I cannot get myself out of? So there's a, a, a difference there. So I think another thing on this is just the cumulative total of women's experience. So you might say something to a, a woman that on the surface doesn't feel like a big deal and you might get a reaction from that woman that feels like, uh, you know, the reaction doesn't meet the moment, you know, it's, it's more aggressive or it's more upset or, or whatever. 
but probably what you're on the receiving end of is the cumulative total of every time that thing had happened to that woman previously where she felt like she couldn't speak up or push back or advocate. Because I think there's been, you know, as women in, in overt and subtle ways, you're taught that it's not okay for you to speak up, that it's not okay for you to make other people uncomfortable, that they have to be comfortable, that if a guy gets the wrong idea, that's probably your fault for sending mixed signals, that, um, that if, if you get a sexually assaulted, the question is, what were you wearing? like you wearing a short skirt or whatever is yeah. the reason that a guy had no impulse control or a sense of entitlement that uh, caused him to see you as an object that he could take, not a person that he would sort of communicate with. So I think what happens is sometimes you see these very strong reactions from women and maybe as a man, it feels unfair that you are on the receiving end of that, but it's just the, the 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 knock-on effect of every time that thing had happened to that woman up till now and you just happened to be you know the straw that that, that broke the camel's back wow i mean thank you for that that's that's, that's insightful i mean my response um is that this really isn't okay you know and now i'm like suddenly now <laughs> i'm okay things need to change and, and I'm, I'm i'm thinking what actions can i take um and and do I ask a woman? Do I, do I create these conversations? You know, it, it feels cumbersome. Like I don't know, and I'm not being like an apologist and saying, "Oh, poor men." I'm I'm just shrugging my own shoulders, um, because some women want to have these conversations, and some are kind of like, mm, "Doesn't really, you know." Like, what needs to change collectively before we can do this, or is it literally these small actions like these conversations um, and just an a more openness and, and an inquiry from men that would, would help? You know, is there like a rule book that um, uh, can be put together and what would that look like? I mean, where we're from here, so to speak, so that we actually start um, thinking, behaving differently as men. I think it's um, a, a complex issue and we're looking for simple solutions. And so I think that's a square peg and a round hole type thing. And mm -hmm. I think that there are, you know, socially and culturally en masse uh, things that need to change and they are changing, but change happens slowly. And, you know, we want a quick fix for something that is, you know, decades or, you know, hundreds of years or whatever it is in the, in the making and, and societal change doesn't happen, you know, that, that quickly. And structurally, there are changes that need to be made in law and in company policies and all of that kind of thing. What you and I probably have uh, control over or, you know, the sphere of influence that we have is, you know, the, the immediate social circles that we're in. And I think just uh, what we're doing now is a really good way to, to, to make change, you know, like a, a awareness is a really important thing. You don't know what you don't know. And, you know, it's a, a funny thing with the question of blind spots because, you know, I can think of, and again, I keep harking back to this, but this is sort of my reference point when I'm actually trying to understand men's experience in these conversations that we have. You know, I can think of, you know, when it comes to the issue of, you know, Black Lives Matter or, or race or, or that kind of thing, I have blind spots there by virtue of the privilege that I have of being a middle-class white woman. There are things about other people's experience that I've never even considered because I haven't been faced with it. And, you know, I think just learning about what people's experience are allow, allows you to be more sensitive to it and not make maybe innocent but uh, problematic faux pas going forward. And in the process of learning that, you make innocent but problematic faux pas and them's the breaks. Yeah, thank you. I, I feel like I'm perhaps doing what you could perhaps lazily describe as a male thing, which is, you know, to provide solutions to things instead of sitting in this in in the quagmire of like well what is this for a bit um i just I'm, I'm trying to kind of take actions but what i'm hearing you say um correct me if i'm wrong is that well yeah it's it's not as simple as that it's creating conversations you know but, but this these kind of things take time i mean a part of me if that if i am hearing you right a part of me is going I need instructions <laughs> need to do need to know how to behave different and um I, I, I'm struggling in that space. So I'll open up to yeah. your thoughts on that. And then Mal, if you want to add to that. Yeah, I think um, 
part of the the solution seeking thing i think you know i think the solution is probably in the early stages of being underway and that you know requires a lot of negotiation and you know all of the things that are, are currently happening but part of the reason that we want a solution is because because we want a sense of resolution because right now feels messy and uncomfortable and we don't want to feel uncomfortable so part of it is just being mm. willing to sit in the experience of discomfort without needing to tie it off in a neat little bow so we don't have to have that experience. Well said, and thank you. Mal? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the, so one of the questions I've got is, I think in the conversation that we had last week and, and a couple I've had subsequently since, it's, you know, one of the things that I'm realizing about myself and men in general, and, and Rich alluded to this earlier, you know, is, is our non-action or, and, and for me, it feels like our passivity. It's not, it's not even that we're, um, you, you know, the, the part of it is bury our head in the sand, but I, I feel sometimes it's even, it's even worse. We're just kind of being really passive about addressing it as a general, as a, as a gender, as an entire gender to a degree, I think. And I mean, one of my, one of my part, I mean, part of doing this is for us to actively try to get involved with redressing some of this, some of the imbalances and, and heal some of this, the past stuff. But, you know, I, I do have a curiosity um, about, you know, I've, I've heard a number of men say, look, well, you know, it's a woman's issue, you know, <laughs> they're reclaiming their power and it's almost like stepping back and letting the letting women lead this issue. And I'm, and I'm just curious as a, as a woman, how you feel about men trying to step into this role as a, and, and trying to be actively, actively involved in, in sorting this out. You know, it's, it's a bit like, I don't know if uh, there, there was a movie, uh, Steve Biko, you're in, you're, in, you're in South Africa right now. I don't know if you remember Steve Biko from the 70s. He was, he was a, a black activist and he had this, I think it was black consciousness thing that he had set up, which was the idea that only black people, you know, you know black people need to take control of their scenario and that for him, only black people could be part of that, that process of, of um, you know them regaining their power, if you like, and 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 it's it's a bit like this. Like, how much should men or be you know be involved in this, knowing that we're part of the or you know we <laughs> we are the issue? Like, is it is it do we you know if we start to to do stuff on our own to actively address it, is that okay? Or is that considered like, you know, step, step away, you know, <laughs> who are you trying to fix a problem that you've created? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I think that's awesome if you want to actively step in and, and uh, so we all collectively address an issue that actually we're, we're all impacted by. So, you know, it may have started as a women's issue, as in, you know, women you know, feeling X, Y, or Z and, and seeking to, to make change. But the more loudly women make that change, the more it becomes a man's issue as well, because men are affected by those changes. You know, the, 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 the changing, um, you know, the, the, as the dial changes when it comes to power dynamics or equalities or inequalities, that absolutely affects you as, as a man. And, and I think that, you know, I, I think probably, and I don't know this, you, you would know this more than me, you know, if, a, a, if you, you know, you were speaking about your friend saying, well, this is a, a women's issue. And I think it's just because if, if you're in a place where you're on the top of the food chain, say, it doesn't matter to you whether women address this or not because you're comfortably in your place. It only becomes an issue for you when you start to be uncomfortable um, because of the, the, the impact that the changes around you are having. 
So, you know, if you do nothing, maybe this movement that's happening never touches you and you um, can continue to be comfortable and, you know, experience the privilege that you have and, you know, the sense of freedom and entitlement that I think uh, men are raised to have, that women aren't raised to have. Um, So, I mean, I think it would be very cool, like if men want to make this their issue as well, because you'll be impacted by it. And that you that women wouldn't have to wait until it got uncomfortable enough for you to not step in, for you to step in. Mm, yeah, cool, great. It's yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm a, I was asking that question because you know, Rich, yeah, this both both of us asked having this thing of of guy of wanting some guidance, and um, and it was it was occurring to me at the time. It was like you know. That, there is stuff I can do in this situation without, I don't need permission from a woman to, to step up and, and actually start doing some shit. And I think you've um, kind of confirmed that for me as well. It's like, you know, I think if any little thing that I feel like I can do, that Richard and I can do, that we can do, that men can do, it, it does feel like it can make a difference. And um, it's just really nice to, to hear that as well. Yeah, it can be things like, you know, in a, in a workplace that you are proactive in ensuring that the conditions in that workplace are fair and equitable for men and women before you're asked to, so that that's the culture that both men and women step into. It can be, um, you know, uh, advocating for the, the fair and equitable experience of women, not just when women are there, but also when they're not. Um, you know, doing the right thing, not just when eyes are on you, but also when nobody else can see, you know, sh- showing up to the, the events that are, uh, uh, are created to bring awareness to this kind of thing, you know, just stuff like that, like being proactive in the question, like, am I creating a space that's fair and equitable or not? And if not, how can I make that change? Nice, nice one. I, I have to say, Karina, I I, um, I feel like you should be on with us every week because you're 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 so bloody articulate in everything you're saying, and um, it's uh, it's it's so clear. It, it just feels really really clear right now. How are you feeling, Richie? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, full disclosure, Karina and I are close friends. You know, we live together as friends for two and a half years, and so these kind of discussions are um, you know we had them often uh, and. It was always a an enjoyable experience for me, and I'm just glad, Karina, that you've said yes to come onto this and, and try and tackle this kind of uh, topic with us because you know it's not about answers. <laughs> that's kind of uh, that's that's the, the thing that I've taken away so far from this, and, and uh, I, I appreciate your eloquence as well. So thank you for for adding value to this. Um, I, a couple of things. There's a couple of more uh, elements to this. I, I just want to kind of throw you away, Karina. Um, the first one is there is a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, emotion out there at the moment. There are so many women finding their voices and saying really cool things, actually, which I, um, I'm responding to well. I'm not avoiding it. I really, I kind of want to retweet them. Um, and one of them that struck me was... Uh, and in response to this not all men hashtag, which it, it not all men hashtag, hashtag not all men, or it almost feels to me like, you know, uh, all lives matter. It's one of those, ah, you're missing the point, brother man, all right? Like, and, and she wrote, yes, not all men do these terrible things. The vast majority of men don't, you know, commit uh, violent crimes towards women. Uh, but we're not sure which men do that. And so therefore we have to kind of be wary of all men. Like, what's your experience or response to something like that? Do you share that reality that this woman was expressing? Is is that just, again, give me a a sense of perspective that, you know, I don't imagine that every woman leaves their house kind of, you know, peering out, like terrified of every man that walks past them. Of course not. Like, but there is this sense of like, I'm not quite sure which man could be a threat. And that, that feels real to this person. And it's been shared enough times for it to clearly have weight. But what, how, do you, how does that land with you personally? Yeah, it, it definitely lands with me. I don't think women, you know, walk out of the, the house, you know, 
fearing for their safety with every step that they take. But there, as a woman, there are certain situations that you walk into that might be on the surface, just very normal social situations that you have your guard up and you're looking for signals. Absolutely, that's the case. Can you give a, just a couple of examples of that? I mean, is it more at nighttime or is that not relevant or less relevant? Like, just so I can, again, be on the other side of that kind of wary. Someone shared uh, a really clear example of, like, you know, don't walk behind a woman or <laughs> don't approach a woman really fast from behind. It's like clear, yeah. it, you know, so crossing the road and walking around her. Like when I first heard, I was like, well, that's an effort. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, like if that's going to actually make an impact and make her feel safer. And then part of me wants to kind of turn around and go, you know, sort of tip my cap and go, just doing my job, ma'am. It's like, no, let's let, <laughs> looking for recognition and approval, plainly. So like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like how, um, like I, I, I get that these, these kind of, um, what's the word, like silent actions, you know, they'd, they'd be really, really helpful to take and, and, and just be a normal part of things once I understand which ones to take or how they could be necessary. So, I mean, what kind of, do you, can you think of a couple of uh, uh, situations there where you, you said there were, you might feel it's super innocuous to a man, but you're looking for signals. Like what might that look like? Well, you know, you know, I've heard you talk about the, the keys, holding the keys when you are walking late at night thing. I think that's probably a pretty common thing that women have done. I've certainly done that when I've been walking between my work and my car at night when I used to work in hospitality, I always had my keys in my hand. Um, so that that's something that you're 100% aware of if you're walking down the street at night and you would 100% be aware of the feeling of somebody walking from walking behind you, even if they were just walking past you to overtake, you would be determining whether you were safe or not. Um, so for sure. Um, and then probably just in, you know, social situations, like I can think of uh, times where like if a man that I don't know approaches me, I'm trying to figure out if that guy is friendly or threatening. And that's, you know, something that just might be a split second calculation or you spend a few moments trying to figure out, which is part of the reason why you might get a wary response from a woman that you approach. I have to say, I have to say that this uh, sounds pretty shitty. <laughs> oh my God. Right, I, right. Uh, fuck it. Right. I, I could, pardon my French, <laughs> but I just, um, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. And, you know, I mean, I, I was sitting here thinking just before you said all that, it's like, I was like, God, you know, it's like, fuck. Part of me was going, holy fuck, like, it's, <laughs> this feels like um, I'm going to have to change everything. And then, <laughs> and I was, and I was beginning to get, I was beginning to go, God, I'm a bit angry, like, fuck, like all the fun out of the fun seems to be going out of life. And then I thought, and then you shared that. And I'm like, well, instantly, I, I recalled exactly what you said before earlier on. It's like, you know, we just, you know, we just have no, we have no idea. And, and as a, as a white man, I just have no idea really about what that must be like. And um, yeah, it's kind of mind blowing, actually. Well, let, let me also say this, you know, women, some women are walking around feeling fearful for, for different reasons. But in my personal experience, that's just the things that I'm describing would just be low level awarenesses that I have as I go about my day or if I choose to go for a walk at night or, or, or that kind of thing. It's not something that, you know, I'm at red alert about. It's just something that I am aware of. And if I talk about, you know, like a guy, if a guy approaches you who you don't know and you're trying to figure out if they're friendly or not. When I say, you know, the word threat, which has a certain connotation, I think I really just mean is like, is this guy, guy going to be leery or like uh, gross or, you know, a nuisance or whatever, or is he going to be like a decent human being? It's not like, do I need to like get my, my mace out or, or whatever. It's sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a low level, like, is this going to be an uncomfortable situation for me that I'll have trouble extricating myself from, or is this just like a friendly exchange? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But it's not not all bad. It's not all. It's no. not all. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, good, good. That, it's good, good to have the clarity. And I think, you know, if, you know, just on that, it is, it is important. I know that we've, um, 
you know, I, I'm feel, certainly feeling like quite moved and shocked through through this whole debate in the last couple of weeks and feeling like I'm having my eyes opened. And it, but I, yep. I think I'm just in this moment having a recognition also not to it's not like not to overreact but but to you you know it's kind of like even just hearing that there's a little bit of reassurance that you know it isn't all bad and that um and uh it, it still can be playful and fun and life you know we don't all need to be walking around on eggshells with each other but there is there is a need for change and i and, I'm, and I'm that, i guess that's what i'm hearing right that we yeah. don't need to be on eggshells but but we do need to focus on this isn't it's not it's not solved and it and it needs work it requires effort as a woman i don't want you to be on eggshells i think the point is that you know i don't want to be on eggshells either and 99% of the time i personally in my own personal experience don't feel like i'm on eggshells um, but i think you know the part of the discomfort that you might ex experience is that you know, this is a forum that we've created specifically to talk about this issue. So in talking specifically about this issue, maybe what you're hearing is a lot of, you know, problems or difficulties or, or whatever. And that's because we've created a space to talk about it. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the experience of being a woman on a day-to-day -day level is just constantly dealing with problems from men it's certainly not the case you know like most of the time it's it's fine but there are structural inequalities there and there are safety issues there for sure but it doesn't mean there's all bad it's all bad and I, I certainly wouldn't want the men in my life to feel like that they were on eggshells constantly because I genuinely want to connect with the men in my life who are awesome humans um and and we're just sort of having a conversation about a, a structural inequality that um, we're in the process of addressing. Bingo. Yep. Great. Yeah. That, that, and that feels, and that feels nice and clear. And, um, I'm feeling myself breathe easier and also, um, kind of clear feeling kind of yeah, much more, yeah, just kind of clear and good. And it feels doable and, um, changeable and, uh, actually hopeful too, when I, when I hear that kind of thing as well, you know, work to be done but it, it can be done too I think of course and let me also say I feel really grateful for the opportunity to have conversations like these which the two of you initiated and I think that that's a a, a really positive thing like I um I was happy to have this conversation with 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 the both of you because I think they're important but I also think that they're you know a, a means for for shared understanding and better connection and more meaningful, you know, relationships with people going forward. I think there's a, an opportunity here as well, not just to highlight problems, but to change the needle of the conversation and be more collaborative uh, in the way that we approach each other and also see each other's humanity from, from me to you and also from you to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Lovely. Tempted to kind of wind things up there. I, I did this. <laughs> that was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Like, thank you so much. One final question, Karina, and it could well be a simple no, <laughs> but Malcolm and I are aware that, you know, we're, we're two men leading this conversation. We've invited you to our podcast um, and you've been super game and, and taught us a lot or taught me a lot. I'll speak for myself. And I think Malcolm too, to be fair. Um, is there anything that you would have done differently or how would you have led this conversation had you been the one inviting us onto it you know is there anything that we've maybe missed or is there a sort of a perspective that we've not uh, touched on because we're men or just because you know you have you would have done things differently is there anything that um is worth highlighting and mentioning from your side that you would have uh, liked to have covered or, or talked about this might be a left field thing to say. And again, I'm just speaking for myself here um, in that I also have a, an interest and, you know, part of this is because of the conversations that you and I have had, Rich, you know, I'm aware that the, the big changes that are under uh, underway for women uh, affect you as men. And 
I am very interested in also hearing about the conversations that I know are underway between men about like what the shifting landscape of masculinity is. You know, like I know that th this is what this podcast is, is about for, for you guys. And at some point in time, I think it's really interesting for women to be able to hear about that also. And to be able yeah. to participate in conversations about that with you to learn. Thank you so much for saying that. I mean, my response, and I'll hand it over to you, Mel, because um, it's worth commenting on, is, is um, I don't feel like, because you said at a certain time, you know, for us to then speak to our experiences, and I'm, I don't, what I'm taking from that is how I feel about that is yet yeah, it's not now in some way. You know, like for men to be able to say, you need to listen to our experience or... or not even you need, but I, there's there's a there's a hesitation for me to say. Now's the time for you to also listen to how it is for men. Here is it's it's almost like we don't deserve to be heard. I mean that could well just be my stuff, you know. I bring into the conversation, but it would feel like I feel like I for me to sort of say, hey, come and check this out, women. Um, I, I'm afraid of some women will be say, hey, no, like what now seriously um and yet the reality that of uh, the men's circle i'm starting here in germany and, and this podcast the, the reception from women has actually been really really cool it's like great you're having these conversations so i'm in i'm in, I'm in two worlds there about um whether it's okay you know to have these conversations um but you've you've, you've kind of opening the door and saying hey look you know we are interested but do you feel what, where i'm coming from on this uh is, is now the time sort of uh hesitation well, I, I'm saying I personally am, am interested because, right. you know, like part of the issue that we're speaking about is the fact is the objectification of women, right? right? But there's also, it looks different. It has a different, you know, shape and flavor, but there's, you know, men are also objectified. You know, we can talk about, the, you know, the stereotype of the provider and the breadwinner and the blah, 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 and the stiff upper lip and all of that kind of thing, which also doesn't represent the truth of the spectrum of, of, of men's experience. So if we're going to have a, a meaningful dialogue, which is, you know, what what is important, then it can't just be a, a one way way thing. And it's not to, to rest in the past, but to understand how the positive and negative effects on the past are. are on both men and women so that we can have more empathy for each other moving forward. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mal, any uh, thoughts on that and, and perhaps some closing words as well? I think, um, yeah, what, so what, what I actually got from that, and, and it was, and it's a bit of a realization, you know, one of the things about, um, this podcast, you know, Richie and I, we, 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 you know, we, we've been talking about various topics and I know that I, I sit around and I actually spend, I do spend quite a bit of time with men talking about various, various issues as they, you know, as, as they come up. And, but what I realized just when you said that was I haven't had a lot of time where I've just sat down and let my, and let, um, and had, and been asked a whole bunch of questions from women about, the male experience you know i've shared the male experience with other men and um and i and i've you know we've, we've done podcasts but yeah not just the not the direct questioning and i would actually really welcome that because i think there would be questions that, that um that women would ask us that well, in fact i can guarantee that probably i wouldn't i wouldn't maybe wouldn't think about asking myself and so i, I would actually really I would really love that. I would love to be, um, to sit, be, to be almost sitting where you are right now, Karina, and and have have this done in, in reverse in, in some ways. Um, and and I mean, I do know what you're what you're saying, Richie, about you know it's our time to shut up and listen. And I, and I agree, but I also think that you know one of the ways that um, that we could facilitate this process is is through also just to share is is answering the 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 hard questions that might come our way from women um so I, yeah i would welcome that actually i would really welcome that 
I think you would find that women would would welcome that too. We've been trying to pick your brains for years. Now we would have like a formal <laughs> forum to do it in. Yeah, or well, so maybe maybe the, maybe this lends itself to to an appropriate uh, to an appropriate to a, a, a quite a a good appropriate podcast where we reverse it. Let's make that plan. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Karina. You uh, are you in? You have to commit now that we're talking I'm live. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so in. Cool beans. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Wow. What. Well, I'll, uh, I'll just I'll, I'll invite us all to have some sort of closing sort of comments, you know, and then respect everyone's time and wrap things up. Um, but for me, I'm just I feel uh, definitely a sense of lightness. I'm, I'm keen not to just resolve my tension and, and therefore feel good and relaxed. And, and, you know, that could be an avoidance of the discomfort that I need to be sat in. But to be honest, I've, I've sat in more anxiety than I, 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 you know, I actually want to experience in and around not just our dialogue today but i mean in the last couple of weeks and and it's 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 been tough actually and so to have a, a an actual dialogue instead of responding and reacting as i have been to what is coming into me in social media and then the, the stories in my mind of what's okay to say and and that's just been uh, the transition to where I, how i feel now has, has been beautiful just and so thank you so much for the the dialogue you know like I've, i believe that that's super important and that that is more of a representation of, of a reality than, you know, putting ourselves out there and, and, and spending too much time there as we all do. And I, I, I guess I have been for, for uh, well-intentioned reasons, but it's not produced um, a very conducive uh, mindset. So like, I just feel great after this conversation. So thank you. So thanks to both of you, but especially Karina. Yeah, I'll um I'll I'll second that emotion. Um, Karina, it's been a an absolute pleasure, and you've certainly, um, I think yeah. To, I mean, the word that just constantly comes up for me is is just the way you the the articulate nature that you were able to to bring a lot of clarity to this stuff for me, and to you know to do two things one was to to really highlight you know just the, the fact that there, there is this issue and then to um not to put blame or judgment but also to you know that you talked about the responsibility that just really that stuck for me about you know being being willing to take responsibility not as a not as a guilt or as a burden but as a as a as a choice and you know that's that's the big thing i'm taking out of this and yeah so i just uh thank you so much and and now you've got me really looking forward to sitting in the hot seat and having um and and just having this kind of kind of conversation in in reverse really i i think that's just something that's quite exciting well thank you for having me i've been uh really looking forward to this conversation because i i really feel like these are, uh, are conversations that are, are really interesting and sort of break down preconceived ideas that we all have about each other. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have it as well. Awesome. All right, then thank you to everyone for listening. Um, please reach out with any uh, ideas, comments, you know, thoughts uh, in response to anything you've heard today. We're super open to that as ever. And we'll see you for the next episode of Memory Imagined. Ciao, guys. See you later. Bye. From this week's podcast, if there's been anything that's inspired you, challenged you, or simply left you wanting more, then please reach out to Richie and Mal via their Facebook page, Man Reimagined. Just like you, we're trying to get a handle on all these issues and topics. So the more we're able to share and talk about them, I think the better off we're all going to be. Until next time, catch you later.